You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. One time I went to go get a massage and I asked my massage therapist if she had any crazy stories. You, you know, as a preacher, I'm always looking uh, for interesting stories. And she said, well, I don't know about crazy, but she said something that happens on a regular basis is she'll give couples massages and, and the husband and wife will come in. And then a couple weeks later, the husband will come in with his girlfriend. And I said, well, does that happen on a regular basis? And she said, yeah, it's very common. And she said, where it gets interesting is sometimes they'll run the credit card before the massage takes place uh, and in advance. And the credit card doesn't work, and so they contact the credit card that's on file. And many times on the other end, it happens to be the wife. And so all of a sudden, she finds out what's going on. And it's led to some interesting conversations, and it's led to some confrontations. And she said, that's when it kind of gets crazy. I think that happens on a regular basis in our society, and it's very sad. Last week, we kicked off a series called Guardrails, and we talked about how guardrails are, are those places that we put up to keep us from danger, that no one regrets from putting a guardrail up in their life. But many people felt the pain of not putting one up. Wise people put up guardrails. Unwise people don't. And they when we don't put up guardrails, we end up in the ditch if we're not careful. And today we're going to talk about putting guardrails up around our relationships and around our marriage. And I know some of you, you may not be in a relationship, you may not be in a marriage, but I think that there's principles that could be helpful for your life. And for some of you, eventually you will be in a relationship or you may get married. And then for others of you, you may have people that come to you asking for wisdom and guidance and hopefully there's some principles here that you can uh, give to them to help them out. One of the biggest reasons that marriages fail is infidelity. Infidelity in the United States is said to be responsible for 20 to 40 percent of divorces according to the American Psychological Association. It's become common knowledge that there's at least two types of affairs. There's physical cheating but then there's also emotional cheating. And that can be just as devastating as well. The common thread in both of these is deception. The deception that gives rise to a lack of trust from the, uh, of the cheating spouse. Uh, over the years, I've had friends in ministry that have cheated. I, I've seen cheating in the church. I see it in our culture. And, and this got me to thinking, what leads to an affair, and, and I just want to give you just a few possibilities. One that I see is arrogance, overconfidence that that will never happen to me. And, and you may be the fourth part of the Trinity, but let me just tell you this, that we all face temptation. And, and when you think that it won't happen to you, you better watch out. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a, before a fall. And so we need to be careful to not be arrogant, to not be overly prideful, to think that we're untouchable because Satan sees that and he says, man, you're the perfect person for me to really come at. 
Uh, cheating often happens emotionally before it happens physically. A lot of times it will start right here. You, you don't like something that's going on in your relationship or in your marriage, and then you see someone else and you begin to imagine yourself spending time with them and you develop these feelings for them. And again, many times uh, cheating takes place right here before it ever goes any other direction. Philippians 4, 8 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. When you find yourself tempted to, to think about the opposite sex, someone who's not your mate, someone that you're not in a relationship with, that ought to be a warning sign. That you want to fix your thoughts on what's true and pure and honorable, not something outside of the guardrail, something that will lead you down a wrong path. Another way or another reason that I think, that, or another reason that has led to people uh, cheating is failed maintenance. And what I mean is failed maintenance in the relationship, failed maintenance in your marriage. A lot of people are, are scared to have hard conversations with their mate, the, to explain this is how I'm feeling or to do the hard work of, of marriage. And marriage is not easy and sometimes you have to have some real heart-to-heart -heart conversations and, and you have to figure out what can I do to make my relationship better. For some of you that may mean uh, getting a counselor. For some of you that mean, may mean getting away from the kids and just working and trying to figure out what can make your marriage better. I, I want to, I, I've seen a lot of marriages uh, in, in trouble, and a lot of times one of the spouses will bail and they think, hey, if I just go and I spend time with this other person on the other side of the fence, then, then my life will be better. You know, God wants me to be happy. He doesn't want me to be in this failed, failed relationship or, or in this relationship that, that's struggling. He wants me to be happy. And so next thing you know, they go and they're not willing to do the hard work in their current relationship. So they go and they chase after this other person and they end up having an affair and then they end up divorcing their spouse and then they end up getting married to them. And guess what? Statistics say those relationships don't normally work. They normally fail as well because you're just going and chasing and chasing and chasing instead of actually doing the hard work that's in that's needed for your relationship. Uh, Shara Saucer, a licensed uh, counselor, uh, she, she posted about what's the common thread that leads to an affair. And th this is kind of a common path, and I'm going to read through these pretty quickly, uh, but I just want you to kind of think about this. You allow yourself to think inappropriately about the opposite sex. She said that's where it normally starts. Then you allow your eyes to wander and you start looking uh, for someone. And then you suddenly try to reconnect with someone, especially like on social media, uh, like with an old boyfriend or girlfriend. We're seeing that as a very common, uh, very common now. You, you allow yourself to think and focus on, on another person. You, you, then you seek conversations with that person and you begin to have personal conversations with them. You, you start looking at your spouse in a negative light and you compare them with this other person. You, you seek more conversation, or you seek more uh, of uh, convenient times to talk with this person so that you won't get caught. You start hiding those conversations. You start hiding the text. You start making sure that your spouse doesn't know that you're having any kind of conversation with them. 
one of you eventually you confess how you feel about each other you end up trying to have some kind of innocent contact a, a touch or a hug the then the communication gets to uh, even deeper and more intimate and then you decide to meet somewhere privately and she said that's played out time and time again and, and i've heard that story and, and uh, so many times in my office and your sin not only hurts you, it not only uh, goes against what God says. I, I've seen it destroy marriages. I've seen it destroy families. I've seen it hurt churches. I, I've counseled many kids over the years that mom and dad got a divorce because one of the spouses ended up cheating and, and trying to comfort that kid and encourage that child during these times. And, and I just want to, I, I, I feel very deeply about this because I'm tired of seeing marriages destroyed. Satan is having a heyday with that. I'm tired of seeing kids hurt because of the decisions that we make. And, and, and I love this quote that Kevin Thompson said, Whenever a couple says, I do to one another, they are also saying, I won't to everyone else. Whenever a couple says, I do to one another, they're saying, I won't to everyone else. And so I, I want to give you some guardrails that Julie and I have that we've put up in our life. The first one is no secrets, uh, except for presents. If, if I'm going to buy her a present and I want it to be a surprise, then of course uh, I'm not going to tell her that. But, but in general, we don't have secrets. And she has all my passwords. She can check my text. She can check my social media. She can check my email. If I'm meeting with someone, uh, I'm going to tell her, hey, I'm meeting with this person. They're, my schedule, my calendar, open book. And same for her. We, we just don't hide things. That, that's just something that's in our marriage. We don't have any hidden uh, bank accounts from each other. We're, we're an open book. And, and so I would encourage you, if you're hiding something, if you're keeping secrets, chances are that should be a red alert that something's not right. And secondly, we talk and grow together. We work hard on our marriage. Our marriage isn't perfect. We have our struggles, but we try to take time. We have date nights. We, we try to take time just talking and trying to figure out how we can grow closer together. We try to pray together. We try to read God's Word together. And, and so for us, that's a guardrail. When our marriage is, is healthy, guess what? The temptation tends to go down. And, and then this guardrail is especially for me. It's the, uh, called the Don't Be Stupid, Ronnie Pitchers. And this picture right here, as I have it on my desk, it's a picture of my wife uh, in her wedding gown. And it reminds me, hey, I am committed to my wife. She loves me and I love her and don't ruin that relationship. And then this picture right here is a picture of my family when they were younger. And it just reminds me that I don't want to destroy this family because of temptation of doing something really stupid. I don't know what you might need to put up. Maybe it's just uh, your uh, wedding ring or maybe it's a picture on your phone. But put up something there to remind you that the choices that you make have consequences and you could lose them all. Uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 6.18 says, Flee from sexual immorality. All the other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their whole body. We are all going to face temptation from time to time, but you have a choice. You can either flee or you can flirt. When Joseph was faced with temptation, when a woman came after him, he fleed. He, he ran away. And so when you are tempted, when you have uh, maybe some, some uh, emotions going on that you start feeling uh, for someone else, you need to run. 
You, you need to do whatever you can to get out of that situation. It's not worth destroying your relationship with your spouse or in your relationship or with your, with your family. We all are going to have temptation, but it's a choice in how we respond. You know, I was thinking about a verse in Ephesians uh, 5. And in this, in, in, in this verse, it especially challenges husbands. But we also see uh, this just amazing commitment that Jesus has for us. And he's, the, uh, he's uh, a great example for us. It says this, For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave uh, up his life for her to make her holy and clean and washed by the cleansing of God's word. We see that Jesus was committed to the church, fully committed. He, he loved the church, and He made us holy and clean. He, he made us pure. 